Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Thursday to you, America and beyond. Life, love, and liberty. So much to talk about. I want to focus on something that no one else in the country is focused on today. (laughs) Which is you, your health, and uh, the word, right? Spoken word, implied word, felt word, words, 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 everywhere are words. The word of God. The word of man, the word of the enemy, the word of life, the word of death, words, right? Consensus, quorum. I just came back for an amazingly, intensely satisfying, gratifying conversation with two PhDs who I told you I was going to uh, go meet with today. They have a uh, company out of Atlanta, Georgia that is called Quorum X Diagnostics. And uh, they, I have a test uh, in my hand uh, called COVID Now. It is the first four-minute at-home COVID antigen test. Uh, according to these uh, doctors, they're the only test uh, with uh, live virus. How about that? Uh, so PCR tests, right? All of the rigmarole going around with the CDC lately saying, hey, by the way, you know, 27,000 days later, uh, we've discovered that you can still test positive, right? So we just had this amazingly enlightening conversation over a few hours at a boardroom table. Uh, I was positively fascinated. I'm always amazed by the things I remember in medicine. It's been a while since I've, you know, dilly-dallied. <laughs> dilly dilly that I've dabbled uh, in the area of medicine. It never really leaves me. It's kind of like riding a bike. It's something that I feel like I was programmed to understand before I ever got here. Even though I am not a physician, I'm not an RN, I do not purport to be, but I was on the trajectory for medical school prior to my husband becoming terminally ill with Lou Gehrig's disease, otherwise known as ALS. Uh, and I realized through that whole process, just how bureaucratic caring for others and the practice of, quote, healing, which is really more about managing illness and sickness, of which God said he came to heal completely, right? And so we are in the business of managing disease in this country, not only this country, but I'm American, so I'll just, I'm just going to speak for my country, right? We are in the business of managing illness and sickness, even to the point where Christians thank God for their illnesses. Like they're grateful that they have cancer, right? Now there's a difference between being thankful in it and being thankful for it, right? The word says to be thankful in all things, right? Whatever circumstance you find yourself in, practice gratitude is basically what it's saying. Give praise and thanks unto God, not for it, not because you're sitting in a DC gulag, but because God's spirit is there with you to sustain you through it and to bring you out of it with your mind, your sanity, your hope, and your joy, and your peace intact. That's what the word says 
right? But we are so married to as as a as a culture to pharmacia, to witchcraft, to you know, I mean, this is one of the pillars of this country is medicine, right? And if you've learned nothing else throughout this entire COVID debacle. Whether you think it's a man-made bioweapon, regardless of what you think it is, right? The one thing that has been exposed, in my humble opinion, as a person of faith, right? Not only professionally and personally, but just this is what I practice. This is what I see. This is my discernment, is that we have been found wanting in the area of idolatry at the altar of medicine. And man, really... Right. And how do I know that? Because you have this overarching mass psychosis. And I'm going to, I'm going to steal from, you know, this term that's become a, a buzzword, uh, a hashtag this past week. Right. But you, but you really do have, because psyop is kind of like worn out. But what is the, what are the effects of a psychological operation against a person or group of people? Inevitably, it will become like a disassociative or cognitive issue that really trickles down throughout the person's entire being, which could be diagnosed as or otherwise construed, misconstrued, however you want to see it, as mass psychosis. Okay, so what is psychosis, right? It would be anything that goes against what man has considered normative. And as a person of scripture, um, I utilize scriptures to determine uh, that that is my plumb line, right? That is my control. Scrip- scripture is my compass. Scripture, scr- I love it. I just had a scrumptious lunch. Uh, scripture is my north, uh, my personal compass. Doesn't have to be yours. That's cool. You know how I am. But for me personally, it is my north. And so when I look at what I. Uh, how I'm going to weigh, right, all other information, all other academia, all other points of knowledge in my lifetime, I am usually going to weigh it pretty automatically. I mean, it's almost like my autonomic nervous system at this point, where because it is such a foundational part of who I am, that whether I even realize it or not, I am on a cellular, molecular, atomic level, whatever my brain, my physical brain and my spiritual mind are taking in, in, in the, in the form of assimilating information, I am spiritually and, and physically weighing that information against what I believe is an errant truth in the written word of God. Now, I cannot say that that's true for you, but it is for me personally. So whenever I sit down with scientists who have dedicated their lives to understanding things like COVID and bacteria and viruses, it is like, man, something to me gets like supercharged because these guys... And not all of them are proficient with being able to explain, you know, the the genesis of something or the communication, uh, uh, the the communication efforts and the labyrinth of this of this 
how would I even, gosh, it's like this intricate and, um, an intelligent communication system of between fungi and, uh, and bacteria and viruses. I mean, it's in how they all have different languages and then bacteria within bacteria speak a different language. And depending upon their mission, the language changes, the commands change. And all of that is usually contingent upon the conditions in which they find themselves. And I'm not a PhD, but this is just what I gleaned from a very brief conversation today with two people who have dedicated their lives to understanding things of this nature, right? And I walked away from that so satiated, so just completely like, wow, I'm not even of your level of understanding and you are totally speaking my language from a spiritual standpoint and just basic physical application. It was phenomenal. I also walked away from that conversation thinking, I'm so glad that uh, that you two still have the hope, right? Um, and the joy of uncovering things of this nature, but the hope that you can actually eradicate or otherwise remedy or, or bring relief to the human species by virtue of your work and your understanding of bacteria and how to, how to, um, scramble their communications so that it no longer has this life threatening effect on God's beautiful creation in the way of the human species. I'm, I'm appreciative that there are scientists who have not been completely tainted by the political aspect of science. It also is slightly, um, concerning to me in a, in a, in a little like that there's like this protective, you know, th- this realist that, that, that emerged from this meeting thinking, wow, you know, do you really think that you're going to get your science past the gatekeepers, right? And because there are powers that are filled with avarice and filth that we see being uncovered right now, all of our, quote, gods, little little G gods, are being exposed for the frauds they are, for the murderers they are. Right, whether it's academia, it's sports, it's entertainment, politics, uh, government to a certain extent, your education system, your military—I mean, you name it—and um, in, in what you see is 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 this exposure on such a on such a god exhaustive level that most people can't even keep up with it, right? Because it's just it's just too much. And it's too grievous for most people, for most Americans to take in because our systems have never been exposed to the extent that they're being exposed now. And so everything that can be shaken, uh, shook, will be and is and has been for the past few years. So, so when it comes to sitting down with two people 
who I feel like I've just landed on their planet. And I'm like, yes, I can totally understand you. I I get what you're saying. And I can't wait to take this back and be able to regurgitate some of it to my audience. And I really can't wait to have these two on my show and open up the phone lines for you guys to be able to ask questions. Um, But what a blessing to sit down with two people today who are really excited about their ability to isolate the virus in their tests. Uh, there's a PCR test um, that also comes with this kit. I took this test twice in the past week because I've been I've been sick. And people thought, you know, my own doctor was like, oh, no, you definitely have COVID. And so I tested not once but twice uh, while very symptomatic of something you know, who knows? I mean, it's all of my symptoms could be on the list of COVID, right? It's certainly Omicron. Uh, to my knowledge, I've never had COVID, although I've never tested for the antibodies um, either. So I, I don't really know if I've had it or not. I know I'm not vaccinated. Um, as of today, I'm not vaccinated. And as of today, I don't really see a reason to uh, or a, a necessity to be vaccinated. For those of you who are, um, I've never shamed you for that or thought you were ridiculous. I have had concerns uh, that I've been vocal about, but I, you know, I don't feel like it's expedient for us to shame one another for our medical choices, whether you're pro or, or you know, uh, or uh, con with regard to these quote injections. Um, and so, you know, it it was it was good for my soul to sit down with two folks who have spent a their lifetime quite honestly, uh, really studying pneumonia, right, uh, and, and different aspects of bacteria. And, uh, and so I want to get into a little bit of that today. So when we were talking about Pseudomonas bacteria, um, this is something that occurs in intubated patients. This is something that you've heard uh, one of the physicians who is who frequents my spaces on Twitter uh, by the name of Dr. Lewis. She has talked about, you know, very early on, uh, physicians did not realize what it was they were up against. They were intubating. They were, um, you know, they didn't realize that they were dealing with a bacteria and uh, they were not treating they were not treating it as uh, a bacterial pneumonia, and so we saw people dying uh, who were you know his lungs being completely basically eviscerated and blown up by uh, intubation, uh, along with whatever medicinal protocol they happened to be just throwing at it at the time because no one really knew how to treat it right in in your ICU settings in your ERs. And so she's been in my spaces talking about, you know, now over time, physicians have realized that they are up against a bacterial pneumonia and they've been treating it as such. Well, here's the thing. Have you been able to isolate which bacteria it is? And so, so we get into this, into this conversation today. And, and I thought that, you know, the name of their company is, is brilliant, right? Because she's talking about Corum, Corum X, I love it because, you know, in order to, uh, to, to, in order to, um, in order to have quorum, right, you have to have a certain amount of agreement. There has to be a certain number of people present who are of the, who are there for the same purpose. Okay. So I want you to think of, about that, uh, from a political perspective, but also from a bacterial, from a bacteria perspective, right? So, so you've got this quorum communication, 
right? And you've got bacteria communicates through chemical signals. This is so good. I love it. It's so, so they change their communication in accordance to how they want to proliferate and how they are going to insulate themselves from your body being able to take it out. Right. And so we talked about why the PCR test is not um, a reliable indicator in the sense of if you've if you've had COVID and you have any part of the RNA that is still present or or the as they referred to it as the not the spike protein. OK, but you've got the um, the in protein. Right. So there's different components to to this to this covid uh, virus. But so you've got this in protein and whenever those things are whenever the in protein is present it can stay in your PCR test. It'll stay with you and show up on your PCR test for up to 28 days. Not the spike protein. The spike protein is something that is present during an active uh, viral moment, right? Because that sucker is attempting to take over its host and to infiltrate your ACE2 receptors and all of that. Uh, and so y- your body is, um, you know, there, there was a couple of people in my spaces who were like, who were alluding to, if you haven't allowed the virus to take its full course, right, that somehow if you are vaccinated, and and I'm going to go a little bit off, off, off tangent here, um, there was a there was a gentleman in one of my spaces who said that if you do not allow the virus to take its to 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 take its full course, right, so that you develop antibodies, but somehow those spike proteins are shut down from proliferating early on. That as it relates to you becoming quote reinfected, like let's say you allowed the virus to take its full course, that you could not be reinfected with COVID. Right, whether it is the, and I'm not talking about variants, but I'm talking about COVID-19. I'm not talking about Delta or Omicron or any other variant that that we're seeing emerge, but I'm talking about just straight up COVID-19, that if you did not allow that virus to run its course entirely so that your body developed antibodies and you stopped it from proliferating at a certain point, that yes, you could, quote, become reinfected, but if in fact you had um, allowed it to run its course, that it was impossible for you to become re in or to test positive again for that. So people who are continue to test positive for something they've already had and that's already run its course is, uh, did not jive with this particular physician. Okay. Whether or not that is true, I do not know. But after listening again, I'm not a physician, obviously, but after listening to these two PhDs today, a lot of this made a lot more sense whenever it comes to the spike protein, the N protein, and the RNA. And so the RNA is something that can stay with you for a very long period of time. And so whenever you're testing through a PCR test, that is something that can be picked up for a longer period of time. You may not have symptoms anymore. You may have already tested you know, positive for COVID uh, you know, 28, 20 days earlier. And in fact, you were positive, right? But now somehow 28 days later, you're being led to believe that you're still positive. When in fact, what it is picking up is not an active 
uh, viral uh, uh, spike protein, if you will, proliferating your body, um, you know, it also causing symptoms or maybe not causing symptoms. We also talked about how some of you will never show symptoms. They have had positive people come and test in their labs who were 1,000% positive and did not have a single symptoms, symptom, not one, and then tested through PCR and were actually negative, which is kind of interesting, right? So, so these guys are still in, they're still, you know, awaiting FDA approval um, and they're going through that entire process. And I cannot wait to have them on. It is, they will make so much sense to you and they're funny and they are hardworking. Uh, they're very relatable and they're committed. They're committed to finding answers. I needed to meet people like this. I don't know about you, but I did. Because otherwise, everyone of this nature that I'm aware of in my media circles, anyone who's affiliated with science or the CDC or the NIH or the WHO, um, most people of a conservative persuasion are just exhausted from trying to figure out who to trust and who's full of crap. And it's almost as if it's turned into such a money-making machine that we can't trust anyone. And so it was wonderful to sit across from these two today and really get their life story about at least their professional life story and and their you know their doctorates and their in their passion and their mind and and being able to correlate what I've been through in my own personal life with my husband who I lost and my daughter who has struggled with you know a um an autoimmune response not a disease but a response to an actual vaccination, in my humble opinion. You know, when your titers are three times higher than what they should be, and your body is responding um, in, in ways that it is attacking itself, that tells you that you are having an autoimmune response anytime the body attacks itself. You'll hear me say quite a few times that this country is suffering with an autoimmune disorder right now because we are attacking ourselves, and there have been invaders in our psychological space, our spiritual space, our media space, right? Our intelligentsia space. All of that's been infiltrated by huh, viruses and bacteria that have zero to do with liberty or unity, right? Or sovereignty of our nation. And so they've learned how to communicate effectively in order to take over the host, which is the United States of America. And we have responded with in great proportion as if an autoimmune uh, response. And what happens in your body when your body starts to eat itself? It is not good. And so you can see that by and large in this nation. And so as this woman is talking to me about, um, you know, uh, pseudomonal pneumonia, right? And in, in understanding how bacteria speak to one another and that they are an intricate network of communication and that there is an intelligentsia within viruses, which my late pastor taught us from the word go, right? And so whenever you're dealing with these things on a spiritual level, 
this is where I want to take the conversation today because again, I'm just rattling I'm just rattling off to you because I'm so excited about, you know, my meeting with these two and I and I'm still all of this stuff is just like I've been fed with a fire hydrant and I'm letting it all just kind of soak down into the roots of my understanding so that I can then come back and, you know, have a more uh articulate conversation with you and with them on my show and open up the phone lines for you all. Uh but I'm excited for for a number of reasons not the least of which is everything is about communication. And whenever you think about your frequency, right, the church has become so afraid of anything, quote, new age, that we have thrown the entire baby out with the bathwater whenever it comes to appreciating the physicality of our spiritual nature. We are absolutely physical creatures. God blew into our dust and we became life. That is beautiful. And so when we are, when we are subjected to, uh, things that are, you know, many of you are freaked out by 5G right now. And I, I'm not necessarily on the full and nor am I about this with anything. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Okay. So I, I do not own a tinfoil hat, but I do extract information from people who are bringing some of these outlandish claims. And I go, hmm, okay, well, who do I know? And lo and behold, God always surrounds me with people who are in very different industries from me and different uh, levels of understanding about things. And whether it's science or academia or the military or intelligence or, you know, politics or education, uh, the church, you know, spirituality, any number of, you know, equine, you know, anything, fishing, uh, you know, anything that I have an interest in or that, that, that is going to require my attention uh, in the sphere of my influence, God absolutely provides uh, people around me to be able to um, pour into even further my understanding of something so that I can bring it to you, right? There's a purpose behind that. And so when I start talking about 5G and I have friends who are in the tech space and and, and they see that there are physical repercussions uh, they, they have worked within the, uh, within the spec ops, uh, sphere of the military and they understand how electronics are used against, uh, against your enemy or are used against other humans, whether it's radio waves, it's, uh, you know, it's audible or it's sensory, right? Because our bodies are responders to those things. We, we retain, you know, we're 70, what, 9%, 78, 79% fluid, right? Water. We, we are electrical. We are chemical. We are sexual. We are, you know, uh, spiritual. We're, we're all of these different components as a human being. And I feel as though the church has done us a great disservice, primarily for lack of understanding of just how God created us comprehensively. And so we get freaked out by, you know, the Kundalini practitioners and the, and the Buddhists and the Taoists and the people who can bend their legs behind their ears and all this, you know, stuff. And, and we get freaked out by that. We say, don't, don't, that's the, of the devil. And, and by fair enough, some of that is, you know, you do tap into and through, um, into, uh, various spheres of that spiritual plane that are not holy. 
in my humble opinion. They are manipulated and they are open portals to be able to manipulate you <laughs> and to really malign the the truth of God. And ultimately, at the end of the day, whether I go outside and ground every day or, you know, I, I have just an A-plus kale diet and I never have another cocktail at lunch as long as I live or, you know, I'm, I'm just super positive and, and I love everyone and forgive everybody and positive, positive, positive vibes, right? And I, and I love Jesus and, and I just, and I believe and all of that. But if I, at the end of the day, there may come a time in my faith, and there has actually been a time in my faith, when all I have is, and it's a lot, but it may seem like all I have is the written word of God to speak. And when you speak, what I believe is a frequency of truth. And you speak truth to lies on a physical level, things move. Now, I would love to partner with people like these two in a in a laboratory setting to actually to to do research. I'd love to have the funding to do research on people who speak the word of God over themselves, over tumors, over you know, they speak the truth of God to malignancies, things that are maligning their body. And and watch to see how like what changes and there are testimonies to to that that I've heard pastors and their wives give these testimonies where they just continued to speak the truth they they refused to allow that lie to proliferate in their body now they may have been diagnosed with something but they put a stop to the proliferation of those cells to the splitting of those cells to the you know to the to the to the infiltration of the entire body, to taking over the host to the point of death in that person's body. They refused to allow those cells to, con- to continue to communicate in a maligning fashion against what God's word said, which is, I came to heal all of your diseases and to forgive you of all of your sins. They refused to give over to that and they are 1000% healed and still, and still here today. Now, there has to be truth behind the molecular structure of the Word of God. There just has to be. There has to be a molecular structure to miracles. And that's where I'm going with this. I mean, this is like that childlikeness in me that just that believes that there's a wonder, there's a curiosity that's there that I'm just, you know, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, don't you wonder why he used dirt, why he used mud? He spit in the dirt and put that mud mixed with his saliva onto the eyes of the blind man. And the first time he put the mud on his eyes, the man opened his eyes and everything he could see around him looked like tall trees. Nothing was distinguishable. And Jesus went and did it again and reapplied it. Why is that? What does that mean? Don't you wonder about things like that? Aren't these stories more than just, you know, allegories or uh, metaphors or, you know, I mean, aren't they? 
I just think it's fascinating. And so anytime I'm around scientists, I'm like, yeah, it's like a, it's like God literally with his hands opens a portal and just pulls the curtains back for me to go. Awesome. Thank you for letting me see that. I do not see, I do see where science can be manipulated by man and forces that are not of God. I do see that for sure. Duh. But I, but more importantly, I think and more beautiful, I'll leave it at that more beautiful than that and more pure and noble and good than that. I see God in the Petri dish. I see God under the microscope. I see God in medicine, right? I I see God in perfect, miraculous healing. I don't think any of it, I think it can all be mutually exclusive and non-mutually exclusive. I just think it's wonderful. And in being able to distinguish between people who are capitalizing on managing sickness managing, quote, health that God promised in the way of perfect health by virtue of his spoken word and his promises, right? His broken body. What did that do in the ether? What did that do in the spiritual realm? What did that do for us whenever we apply that word to our cell, to our own cellular structure? What does that do to us? Is that measurable? Can you measure those things? That is fascinating to me. I mean, positively fascinating. So all of that to say, our words matter. We know that. But what we speak over ourselves and over others, over this country, over our cities, our states, our enemies, our frenemies, our neighbors, our family, our pets, our plants. How many of you know that if you speak to your plants, right? They live. They're happy. You speak blessing over them, right? And again, I'm not getting into the Lord of the Rings and my trees coming to life and all that. I mean, but I do. But I mean, gosh, a documentary you should positively watch on Netflix is all about fungi. It is fascinating. And their communications networks are positively fascinating to me. I mean, I just think just, oh, and I'm just, a, I can eat communications. Like I love, love, love it. And so when it all starts to gel for me and, and I can sit down with two people who I go, yes, that makes sense. It makes perfect, logical, scientific, spiritual sense. All of it. It is like the nexus of when it all comes together and you go, thank you, God. I see it. And thank you more importantly for letting us see it. That's awesome. Now, how do we apply it to the crisis that we see ourselves in today as a as a world crumbling around mass psychosis and i just believe that god has provided more than than abundant measures for us to find him to seek him to see him and to know him and to to understand him through the lens of a microscope. How, however, just minuscule our little teeny, teeny, tiny bit of understanding can be whenever it comes to what I believe is just this infinite and magnificent and glorious and myriad. And there are not enough words for me to use to describe um, the glory, just the, 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 grandeur 
the, the majesty of our creator. Like it, it's so, I mean, look at the sea, look at a, look at a, a sea dragon, you know, look at, look at jellyfish, look at whales who eat plankton, right? I mean, look at anything. I mean, just, man, look at everything outside of us as humans, right? If you can't see God in that, and people think it's the big bang, okay, fine. Maybe that was it. God said, let there be light. And it was like, bam, there it is, right? And there was light. I do not believe I come from, you know, some kind of a primate or teeny tiny, teeny tiny protozoa in a, in a, you know, in a bubbling pond of grotesque silt and soot, you know, bubbling over from, you know, a, a dinosaur age. I, I know, or tar pits. I, that's not what I believe. And you can, that's fine, but that's not what I believe. So I believe that God breathed into man, um, into the dust of the earth and we became man. And yes, we did take on skin and, um, you know, we also took on a very fallen nature, right? I do believe that we were able to communicate with the animals and, and everything communicated at one point. I absolutely believe that. I believe that everything was in harmony at one point. I believe everything will be restored to harmony. Um, and, and I don't believe that that comes through this worldly paradigm because we can have glimpses of that by virtue of God's grace and mercy and what he allows us to uncover and to reveal about himself through our findings here in this life. But I don't believe that everything is is 1,000% restored to uh, to perfection and, and harmony uh, until everything that works against that is completely eradicated. And so I do not subscribe to ultimate reconciliation. I believe that you will have a right and a left and a goat and a lamb and um, and a good and an evil and a hell and a heaven. And that may make me a fundamentalist to you, and that's okay. But as you can see, you know, all of it is so wondrous. And so I'm just fully alive today um, after this fantastic conversation with these two. And I look forward to having them on. And I want you to be encouraged that there are people um, who are who are in the race uh, to, and I call it a race. I mean, you got to know anyone who's doing research and clinical trials and peer review this. And I mean, it, it is, man, you got to have the patience of Job to do that. You have to have a love for uncovering, right? The truth of something. And, 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 and how, and it's frustrating for me to see people like that, who some of them seem extremely um, either naive or just really, unprovoked and unmoved by the bureaucracy that comes with, uh, with science. For me, it's one of the main reasons why I left medicine because you are up against a system that is not in favor of, of eradicating anything. It is in favor of managing because there's way more money in managing illness than there ever will be in complete and total eradication and I do believe that God can miraculously heal you by the power of his Holy Spirit. And I also believe that he can uh, use the botanicals and things of this of this earth and this sphere, which I believe is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Um, I do believe that he can use things of that nature and through fellowship with this creation and specifically with each other. 
right? With forgiveness and love and understanding. I believe your cells uh, rise to that. I do. I believe your cellular structure responds to forgiveness and kindness and grace and mercy and love and, and positive, right? There's another worldly construct, positive vibes. I'm sending you positive vibes. And a lot of the church poo-poos on that because it's like, oh, positive vibes, whatever. But there's a lot of truth to whether or not you're taking in uh, things that are going to positively affect your nerves, your gene expression, your cellular structure, right? Absolutely. We know that to be true. Those things have been scientifically proven. And what you ruminate on, what you meditate on, what you think on throughout the day, what you speak over yourself, what you allow other to, others to speak over you, what people have spoken over your generations, right? All of that has a profound impact on your physical expression as God's magnificent creation. I want to leave you right there with that. I cannot wait to bring these guys on. Um, I'm not going to focus on anything about today being January the 6th. Um, I am. I had a beautiful prayer time last night in my space after Crypto's uh, space that I co-hosted with uh, my other co-host, uh, Mark Naughton. We had a great time in that space. I appreciate all of you for coming out. Uh, I know Crypto does as well, and so does Mark. And then I hosted um, a prayer time, and it was powerful. It was absolutely powerful. God showed up in such a profound way. And in, in a, um, I mean, I was just, it was, it was palpable. It was palpable is the only way I can say it. Anyone in that space, I think, would agree. It was absolutely powerful. We took two minutes of silence where it was so much more than silence that was going on. Like there was silence, there was silence within us. Like we stopped our striving as someone spoke to me and over me. And God just, I can't really explain it. It's it's like as a musician, you know, we, I value the note not played. I value that. There's so much, there's so much power and energy and measurable energy in a note in the silence in the note not played, right? And there's so much noise around you right now, around all of us. And so the power that's in the silence of our minds, of our rhetoric, that whenever we invite God into our psyche, into our feelings, into our emotion, our conversations in in this existence, in this realm, this plane of our existence, right? Our temporal plane. Uh, when you invite those spiritual moments, it's palpable. And it was super palpable last night. So I, again, I thank all of you. And I thank, you know, our Heavenly Father for being there. It was really beautiful. Uh, and anytime you see me in my spaces, I and tw- on Twitter, I welcome you in uh, at all times. So, yeah, so I don't want to focus on anything, quote, negative today. Uh, I just want to leave you with that. I hope that encourages you. You know, think on these things that are true and noble and pure and just and beautiful. That's what the word tells us to do, right? Think on those things. Why is that? Because God... God came so that we would live and live more abundantly, right? He came to heal 
all of our diseases and to forgive us of all of our sins. And he loves us so much. And that far surpasses anything partisan, anything political, any of this brouhaha, any of the avarice and the lies and deceit. It just goes beyond that. So I really want to leave you with that today. And I just pray a peaceful, you know, life-filled, just beautiful evening. And you know where to find me. I am on Twitter at Monica On Air Talk. I'm on Getter at Monica Matthews. You sign up for my newsletters at MonicaMatthews.com. And remember, be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And if you're an American, act like one. Thank you.